The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I discuss this week's SmackDown Live and begin our road to SummerSlam in Toronto. Kevin Owens bookended SmackDown this week with a pair of stunners for Shane McMahon. Bully and I discuss if using Stone Cold's finishing move can take Owens to the top of the WWE. Kofi Kingston is your WWE champion. Big E and Xavier Woods are your SmackDown Tag Team champions. The New Day are on top of the blueprint. Can they be the faces of SmackDown on Fox this October? Plus, Bully and I discuss the biggest moment this week in the WWE. We finally saw The Fiend in the WWE ring this week. Bray Wyatt is back. But what's next for the host of the Firefly Funhouse? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. A lot going on in the world of pro wrestling. And obviously it all starts with what happened last night on SmackDown. To start, Kevin Owens banned from the arena. Shane McMahon says, you're out. You have the night off. Go enjoy yourself. You can't come in. And then you get the... Obviously, return of Kevin Owens at the end of the show to give Shane McMahon a stunner. Shock, surprise. What did you think of what we saw last night, Bully? Well, let me ask you this. Uh, at 30,000 feet, over uh, overview of the show, did you like the show or did you not like the show? Uh, I thought it was a very, very average show last night on SmackDown. Fair enough. All right, we, so we started off with a town hall, which... No, actually, uh, we started off with, with, with Shane uh, meeting Owens in the back. And, you know, they, they have a little back and forth where Shane definitely got the one up on Owens in the back. And mm-hmm. that's totally fine. He banned him from the building. You had security guards there. Security, that's a novel thought. But, the <laughs> um, you know, security's there to make sure he does not get into the building. Now, between that security, building security, and any other security, you would have think that a guy like Kevin Owens couldn't make it back into the arena. Aha. 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 How does the hell does he make it back into the arena so quick, Dave? Well, I mean, did you see what he was wearing? He fooled them all. He yeah. wore a security polo <laughs> WWE shirt. Aha. <laughs> you know, that that was uh that that was a little bit of a disconnect for me right there because he got back into the building so quick. And I'll go back in time and show you other incidents where, you know, it, it remember when Austin used to get banned from the building at the beginning yes. of the show? When did Austin show back up? 
at the end of the show. Always. Always yeah, so, at the end. So at least you got the payoff at the end of the show. So I'm not sure why we needed it so quick. Um, it worked. Don't get me wrong. The people are into it. Um, that first stunner got went a little awry. No big deal. Picked them right back up. Did it again. Got the pop that uh, was desired. But now every time I see Kevin do the stunner, I keep going back to my original thought. What am I reacting to? And I think I'm reacting to the stunner and not the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are reacting to the stunner. There's no doubt that the move is over. Um, and I'll go as far to say is ask you this, Dave. What's more over? The Stone Cold Stunner or Kevin Owens? Well, I mean, I think as time is going on, and listen, I, I, I don't know if this week was a good way to follow up what we saw last week. And we talked a lot about Kevin Owens and the quote-unquote pipe bomb from Kevin Owens. Um, and then you see the stunner not once but twice last night. Um I think it's probably more about the stunner at this point than it is about Kevin Owens. Are you do you genuinely feel that, or are you just saying you know what 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 you think I want you what what I want you to say? Well, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm, I'm so I'm no, I, what, you're I, not just agreeing with me for the sake of agreeing. With no, me, right? because judging from what we saw last night, I think it's more about the stunner than it is about Kevin Owens. And I'm obviously thinking about what you said last week, bully. Because as I'm watching the show last night, because you asked me this question last week, and my 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 answer was different than what I just told you. I said it was Kevin Owens, not the stunner. So when I watched it last night, when you see it twice, then it starts to be something where maybe it is about the stunner and not Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is over. Don't get me wrong. But it's obvious the direction that they're going in. They want to remind you about McMahon and Austin. This They want you to think that this is their 2019 version of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. Why? Because it's Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens is using a stunner. Would we be thinking that same way if he was using the pop-up powerbomb instead of the stunner? I would because it would be it would be Shane versus Kevin and the and the 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 link to them would have been the headbutt to the face of Vince. So there's no reason why I can't think that this is about Kevin Owens and the McMahons. Kevin like you said, Kevin Owens is over without the stunner and his pop-up power bomb is a good move that is unique to him. I don't need the the stunner to me feels a bit forced. If you're trying to do Austin McMahon all over again with Owens and McMahon, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But let me ask you this. Where the hell are they supposed to go? I mean, under two years ago, we got Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon in a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell. That's an oxymoron within itself. Crazy. We got a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell match in which... Kevin recreated the Mick Foley bump. So we have him doing the exact bump that Mick Foley did. We have him doing Steve Austin's stunner. We have we have Kevin doing all of these things that were so synonymous with other major stars. When I know I can be popping for Kevin and all of his unique stuff. But so where are we gonna go with Shane and Kevin? I mean, how much more of a of a of a massive gimmick match can you get? I mean, are they going to do a first blood? Are they going to do a, um, I don't know, an exploding cage match with piranha moat surrounding the ring? I mean, where do they go? 
It's a great point, Bully, because you talk about recreation. And we spoke about this before the start of the show today. Because we're going back and thinking about this feud with Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens. And obviously it harkened back to two years ago when they had a feud. But it was completely different as far as the personalities and the characters. Kevin Owens was the heel and Shane McMahon was the face. But when you were talking about their Hell in a Cell match, it really hit me. You said that Kevin Owens recreated the McFoley bump, which he did. But was it mem- and are we are we positive that he went off the top of the hell in the cell, or did he go off the top of a steel cage? It was it was the cell. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we're, we're, it was. We're a, it was uh, well, you know, all right, but you know what? What you're doing right now is you're making my point. Because when things like that happen, they're supposed to be memorable. I mean, my God, we talk about that Undertaker Mick Foley bump. You know, we, we, we celebrate anniversaries of that moment for crying out loud. We're struggling to remember exactly what the stipulations was in, the, in that match with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. You just said, was it off the side of the cage? Was it off the top? Was it even a cell or was it just a cage match? Like, we're struggling to remember which means it's not that memorable. Why? Because we saw it before. It's not original. Goes back to the point that you're making right now about the stunner. That when you're using somebody else's finisher and you're trying to recreate something, you're recreating something. Which means when it was originally done, it's a hell of a lot more memorable than what you're doing now. Make your own memory. Think about this with Kevin Owens now. You're talking about the Hell in a Cell. You're talking about the Pipe Bomb promo. And now you're talking about the Stunner. So all these things that Kevin Owens is doing is recreating something that someone else has already done. It's going to be very difficult for Kevin Owens to take it to the next level when you're doing things that aren't original. And when you're talking about Kevin Owens and all of these things, if you're saying, hey, Kevin Owens did that, uh, you know, took that bump off the top of the cell, but Mick Foley did it first. Hey, Kevin Owens is using the Stone Cold Stunner. But it belonged to Steve Austin. Hey, Kevin Owens tried to drop a pipe bomb on Shane McMahon, but CM Punk did it first. Kevin Owens is very good at what he does. There's no reason why Kevin can't be coming up with these original bumps and moments and moves on his own. Now, I'll always go back to the response of the fans. Are the people responding to this? Yes, they are. And that's good. But is Kevin getting more over by recreating and doing other people's things? I don't know. Is it working with him and Shane? Yeah, I guess. But it worked two years ago. This is a road that we've been that we've been down, and hopefully they have a good creative way to blow it off. Because it looks like we're going to get Shane versus Kevin at SummerSlam. Yes. Yes, I would. I would. I would expect that to happen. Okay. So, um, and if it's just a regular wrestling match, that's not interesting anymore because we've seen them go crazy. So, obviously, it'll have to be some kind of, you know, the old-fashioned dreaded Toronto street fight where you can get hit with some hot meat in the face. Who knows what'll happen? Um, So, yes, you know, yesterday on SmackDown, did the beginning of the show work with KO and the stunner? Yes, it did. But I keep going back to, I'd rather see the guy hit the pop-up powerbomb. 
That's his move. That's the move he debuted and beat John Cena with. And if that's the move that is good enough for you to debut with, and if that's the move that's good enough to beat John Cena, well, damn it, that's your move. And maybe 20 years down the line, somebody else will be ripping up your, ripping off your pop-up powerbomb and not you borrowing the stunner. Yeah, it's, it's got to be original. And, and you're right, Kevin Owens, when he had that debut and he went up against John Cena and won that championship, that meant something because it's something that you haven't seen, especially at that time. Man, it, it kind of is following into the tune of what we're going to see next week on Raw with this Raw reunion. By the way, just as a side note, I love how they advertised to Raw. If you were watching last night in the corner, right-hand corner of your screen, they kept like advertising the Raw reunion for next week. Yep. And, and the person that they used, the photo that they used was Triple H. Like, uh, 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 really? You're advertising a Raw reunion and the picture you're using is a picture of Triple H? Why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And 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 the picture that they used was like Triple H, like in the Hurricane Helms position, like at the forearm up, like in a, like it, it looked like like you're at Six Flags and they superimpose your body on Triple H's face. That's I mean, what it looked like. I mean, God forbid you should have a little picture of maybe Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, and Triple H, because if I see that, I'm like, huh, I want to tune in. Yes. But, you know, and, and not that I don't want to tune in, not that I don't love Triple H, but you know where I'm coming from. But it's the it's the originality. Alex, what did you want to say? I have a little bit of a correction really quick just so that we're on the right track with this. So the spot with Owens uh, from that Hell in a Cell two years ago, it was not actually Owens going off the top of the cell. Owens was sat was placed on the table. Shane went off basically not the top of the cell, but on the side of the cell, but towards the top. And Sami Zayn pulled Owens out of the way, and Shane went through the table. Yeah, but there was a match where Owens yes. recreated the Mick Foley. Yes, bump. there was, and I think it was in a regular cage match. That you might be correct about, but that particular Hell in a Cell, that was the moment you're talking about. Okay, but but what I'm saying is whether it's Owens laying there and Shane jumping off or Owens jumping off the top of the cage and putting somebody else through a table, we're, we're, we're I don't want to you know get you know semantics into this. They're recreating things that have already been done before. Imagine if two wrestlers did the Edge and Jeff Hardy spear out of midair. Yeah, you're going to pop for it, but it will always be synonymous with those two guys. Yeah. So th- 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 that's, my, that's my discussion. It's not even an argument because I'm not really arguing. I'm not really against him doing this. I would just rather see him be you know, his own guy and do the things that got him to the dance. I don't think Kevin Owens needs the stone cold stunner to be over. The moment you're talking about Bubba is Owens versus Braun Strowman at extreme rules last year. It was in Pittsburgh. It was near the 20 year anniversary of the hell in the cell match from Foley and undertaker. That was the bump you're talking about. And it it was a cage match. And the one that you're talking about from that hell, because I'm watching it right now. Both Shane and Kevin Owens are like near the top of the cell. They they like they climbed up to near to the top of the cell, and Shane McMahon banged Kevin Owens' head on the cell. Kevin Owens fell back and fell through the table. Gotcha. So it's very it's 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 kind of similar to what happened, but 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 Alex is right. 
you know, it was a year. So we're kind of blending in mo- memories together because they're moments that remind us of other moments. They're not original moments. And this, uh, this again, this is not a knock on Shane McMahon because obviously Shane McMahon has given us some tremendous moments. And this is definitely not a knock on Kevin Owens either because I think Kevin Owens is a talent. But I think it goes back to you when you have somebody that's talented and you have confidence that they could be a top guy, I think the only way you could reach those heights is by doing something original to your character. Yeah, and by no means is this uh, anything against Kevin. Kevin is very, very good at what he does. Uh, and has, like like I said a little earlier, he was over way before he started using the stunner. He's uh, you know good in the ring, innovative, talks a lot of smack while he's out there, gets the job done on the microphone. Um, just when I see the stunner, I always ask myself, hey, what did I just react to? The move that belonged to somebody else or the guy, Kevin? So that's that's my uh, that's my argument. And again, when you create a memorable moment, you're going to remember it. It's not going to blend into other moments, and it's not going to be something where you're struggling to see or remember when it happened. And I think Kevin Owens deserves something that's a little bit more original. And I don't know, is this storyline going to work? Where is it going to lead to? And is it going to take Kevin Owens to that next level? Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Other than Kevin Owens, who would you say is the top face on SmackDown right now? I mean, it'd probably be your WWE champion, Kofi Kingston. Okay. Next. Kevin Owens? Uh, You know what? It's hard to remember because of the brand split and the wild card rule and everything else, but Roman Reigns is a part of the SmackDown That's true, but like you said, it is hard to remember. I'm going to say Kevin Owens is up there, and hopefully after he is done with Shane, yeah, he's propelled to the next level because Shane should be used to get guys to the next level. But if you look at social media and you look at by some of the reactions, it doesn't feel like people care about Shane. I care about Shane because I think he does a tremendous job on TV. And if you notice within the arenas, he gets the heat that they're looking for. You hear a lot of feedback on social media, and I really shouldn't go by it because it's just negative for the sake of negative. But can Kevin Owens take a step to the next level with a guy that it seems that people are tired of seeing? The story's great. Shane claiming that... uh, Kevin claiming that Shane is holding everybody back truly works. I mean, look at the way he shut down Liv Tyler last night on the microphone. Holding her back, wouldn't even let her talk. Liv you Morgan, it's, it's, she's not related to Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Uh, right. I said, <laughs> Liv Morgan, right? That's her name. Yeah. What did I say? Liv Morgan. He said Liv Tyler. He said Liv Tyler. Tyler Morgan. <laughs> the girl with the the girl with the blue I know, tongue. I know what you're talking about. Pinky Tuscadero. About. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, I like the story. As long as Kevin can take the step to the next level, that's all that really matters. Yeah, and, and Chris Todd followed up on Twitter and he said that he loves the KO Shane feud that's going on right now. And he says, Why do we care about that he uses the stunner? Austin is retired. I, I understand where Chris is coming from. But then he called us negative. Yeah, he called us negative Nancys. But I will say this. Everybody knows that Stone Cold Steve Austin used the stunner. Stone Cold Steve Austin could be retired for 50 years 
It's one of the greatest finishes of all time. When you see that finish, you instantly think of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then you take it to another level when the feud that's going on right now is with a McMahon. And oh, yes, Kevin Owens never used the stunner, really, never really used the stunner before this whole Shane McMahon storyline. It's not like he always had this as his finisher. So you add, you have to add all those things together. And it comes up with the equation that we came up with. And I don't care. Like, I, I'm sorry. When you th- when you see the stunner and you're going up against the big man, you're going to think of Stone Cold Steve Austin. If somebody were to shoot somebody into the ropes, give them a big boot, and then hit the ropes and do a leg drop, who would you think of? You're thinking of Hogan. You know, there, there are certain moves that are synonymous with certain acts Guys, gals, tag teams, that when you saw them do it, you knew they came up with that. That was unique to them and synonymous with them and belonged to them. If you see somebody standing over a a guy that just took a bump in the ring and then he takes his elbow pad off, you think of The Rock. So how did all of these, how did the Stone Colds and the Rocks and the Hogans and the Road Warriors, how did they all get themselves over by coming up with moves that were unique to them? That's what propelled them to superstardom. Kevin Owens is a star, no doubt about it, but he's a star using a superstar's finish. And my, my, the only point I'm making here is that when you see Kevin Owens hit the stunner, are you reacting to the stunner or are you reacting to Kevin Owens? I know that when I saw Kevin Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb, I was reacting to Kevin Owens because I love the way Kevin did the pop-up powerbomb and I love it how he could do it out of nowhere. When I see Kevin do the stunner, it's, I'm forced. It's almost like I'm a, it's almost Pavlovian now where my mouth starts to water like a dog when I hear the sound of dog food you know, yeah. coming down the chute. Now when I see the stunner, I'm like, oh yeah, the stunner. When I should be thinking, oh, yeah, Kevin Owens. Well, and, and Bully, the biggest thing of all is that that's what they want you to think. I mean, th- this is calculated uh, what, by Dave, the let me, Dave, Dave, let me stop you right there. I'm sorry. You said this is what they want us to think, and this is calculated by the WWE. If on Monday night at the Raw reunion, if I see Kevin Owens in the ring drinking a beer with Steve Austin and two guys try to hit the ring – and Steve Austin and Owens double stun some guys, or if I see Kevin Owens stun Steve Austin, then I'm fine with it. You know why? Because there was an end result to this. Now, do I think we're going to get Kevin Owens stunning Steve Austin? Get that? Stunning Steve Austin? Probably (laughs) not, because people would boo Kevin out of the building. Actually, some people today might actually love it. But I don't think we're going to see that, because probably people would boo. But if there's some kind of, if I see a passing of the torch of the like, moon, yeah, like if so, I see anything. Like if Stone Cold Steve Austin is about to stun Shane McMahon and stops and lets Kevin do it, and then Kevin does the stunner, all right, that, that, and then like, that, like you said, that's a passing of the torch or, or, on or, Monday Night Raw. Or if, if, if Drew Galloway is standing behind Steve Austin ready to take his head off, but Kevin spins Drew around or Shane around, whoever it is, and gives him the stunner and saves Steve with Steve's move. Now I get it. Now there's a, now it's been wrapped up in a nice bow for me where I see the guy that invented the move kind of giving the, uh, giving the nod to the mm-hmm. guy who's doing the move like, yeah, no problem. It's mine, but now it's yours. Take it and have fun with it. Now people are going to 
know, now people get it. I think people get it now, but it would be a nice end to the why is Kevin using the move. And again, I think the biggest thing of all is that we like Kevin Owens. We think Kevin Owens could be that guy, but maybe if there was a little bit more of originality behind it, instead of relying on something from the past, it might have a bigger and stronger effect on the people who are watching. You know, um, me and Devon, once Hawk passed away, we would always do the, uh, you know, the doomsday device. We did it as a tribute to the Road Warriors. I don't, is, is Kevin Owens using the stunner as a tribute or is, is he using it as his finish? He's, he's right now, as far as I can see, he's using it as his finish. I don't know if he's using it as, 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 as a tribute because obviously there's been things on social media and he was a guest on Stone Cold's podcast, but there's been nothing as far as I know on WWE, WWE programming where he has said that he's doing this as a tribute to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Um, I, I gave you my points on it. I think they're very simple points. Not one of these points points in the direction of me being negative towards Kevin because he's been doing a good job since day one when he came out and beat John Cena with a pop-up powerbomb. That's, that, that's my whole point. I, I want to think about Kevin. I don't want to think about Steve Stunner. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Bray Wyatt in the middle of the ring giving a sister Abigail to Finn Balor. At first, when I first heard the noises, I thought it was going to be PCO that was going to come out, but uh, it was Bray Wyatt. Did you hear the people when the lights went out? Did you hear the rumble in the arena? Did you hear the pop when they realized it was Bray? That's lightning in a bottle right there. You keep doing that week after week, or maybe skip one week. You give the people that moment. Th- that kind of reaction was it, it, it what it wasn't then but it can be undertaker-esque when you hear the gong i know a lot of times bully when we talk about things like this happening and especially you you come up with fantastic scenarios like you say if i had the pencil this is what i would do a lot of times we get excited about things and then they fizzle out pretty quickly when you see Bray Wyatt and you, you see the build and the Firefly Funhouse and the mask and Tom Savini's involvement and everything else, don't you get the feeling that this is something the WWE is going to get right? I just I, I, I don't have that feeling like they're going to disappoint us here because they seem to be doing things right week in and week out. I have a really good feeling they're going to get this whole Bray Wyatt situation correct. We heard a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so, that Bray was very, very much involved in the creating of this character, very much involved in the Firefly Funhouse, and had more say with this character than people people normally get. That's what we heard, correct? Yes. To answer your question, the key to this working and having longevity is going to be Bray Wyatt 
and his willingness to protect the character and every last thing the character does. The same way The Undertaker protected The Undertaker. You have to. This is a special character that cannot be overexposed. It cannot be allowed to get burnt out. If you pick and choose your spots with Bray Wyatt, just like they did on Monday night, you will have something special. If you go back and you look at The Undertaker, when did The Undertaker truly become special? Uh, are you, later, as, later on in his career. Yeah, I mean, especially when it came to that WrestleMania undefeated streak. Yep. It, it took time. Before that started to become special, it I, I feel it became iconic well into like well past 10 victories, 15 victories, when it really truly became iconic. And my point with that is, if I'm Bray Wyatt, I'm looking at a couple of the hurdles that The Undertaker had to get over with that character that is very similar to the Fiend character, and I'm going to try to avoid those hurdles and mm-hmm. pitfalls right now. I want to keep myself special at every turn. I'll give you an example. Nobody kicked out of the 3D ever, except for one person when the time was right. Why? Because we knew we wanted to keep our finish special. And we went, we, we argued until the end of days to make sure it was kept special. That's what Bray needs to do with his entire act. Nothing can be prostituted. Nothing can be giving, given away. Nothing should be done with the fiend that is a throwaway and really didn't matter. Everything has to mean something. And that's how you protect it and get longevity out of that. Because if you take a look at the fiend, it's really kind of a gimmicky gimmick that harkens back to like something, you know, like they would do in the, this is like doink take it up to the millionth level right yeah yeah, of course and you don't want it to get stale and how do you not get stale you make it special you don't do it every single week you find the right people at the right times and the right time is normally when you expect it to happen the least it's funny you look at the undertaker's undefeated streak at wrestlemania First four opponents, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, well past, you know, his prime. Jake the Snake Roberts, well past his prime. Giant Gonzalez, who unfortunately never had a prime. And King Kong Bundy, who is well past his prime. My, my point is not about the WrestleMania victories. My point is about the character. Understood. The gimmicky ca- character. The, the, the gimmicky character of The Undertaker was just, it was just a character in the WWF, WWE. It didn't truly become iconic until much later on. I think Bray can make this Fiend char- character iconic also. Now, I'm not going to say that it will become, he will become the next Undertaker. It's entirely too early to say that. My point is, you asked about the protecting, protecting of it. Bray is the key. Bray is the one to make sure. He's got to say no. 
if they if they decide to tell Bray, hey Bray, you're going to go out there tonight and do this. If he doesn't feel it's a hundred percent right, he has to stay say no. He has to stick to his guns because I believe in his heart and in his mind, he knows what's going to get this character over. And nine times out of ten, the wrestler knows what's going to get the character over better than creative knows what's going to get the character over. So everything you just said, especially with Bray Wyatt's involvement, bully. I, I do feel very excited about what's going to take place. I feel like this, you know, my fear of like a, a mid card being involved early on. I think you have given me every reason to say, you know what, this is just a little piece and what's going to be a bigger puzzle, meaning a bigger story moving forward. Uh, I, I hope so. Listen, I've worked with Bray. He has a phenomenal mind. And we saw what he was able to do with the Bray Wyatt character. And I've said this before on the show. It speaks volumes to how much confidence the WWE had in Bray pulling off the Bray Wyatt character. Because that character has been in the back pockets of the WWE for 25 years. That was Max Cady from Cape Fear. Yep. And the original, originally done by Danny Spivey as... Um, uh, Waylon Mercy. The WWF really wanted Waylon Mercy to work back in the day, but I believe uh, Spivey was sick or injured and they couldn't go forward with the, with the gimmick. And they held on to it for the longest time. And Bray was able to pull it off. And if you could pull that character off, you can pull off The Fiend. And because he's proven himself with that Bray Wyatt character, he should have a lot of say in The Fiend. And he is the key to The Fiend succeeding. You, you know, Vince McMahon will be the first one to tell you that if you truly want to become a superstar in the wrestling industry, especially the WWE, you have to be selfish at times. And I think Bray is going to have to be selfish with The Fiend. You got to keep the character's best interest in mind. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. We talked about the New Day. Obviously, New Day on my power rankings this week. Kofi Kingston defends his WWE championship against Samoa Joe on Sunday. And the New Day become your SmackDown tag team champion. So when you look at SmackDown right now, you know, here we are talking about Kevin Owens and could Kevin Owens be the top face of SmackDown? And where's this story going with Shane McMahon? Is this going to elevate Kevin Owens to be the top face on SmackDown? Well, I'll tell you what. Right now, who dominates SmackDown? It's the New Day. All the gold is around the New Day's waist. And, you know, we talked about Freebird rules and factions. And I don't know what you would call the New Day. Are they a tag team? Are they a faction? All I can tell you is this. They all have gold. And one hell of a week for the New Day, bully. I want to point something out to you that happened last night that should open people's eyes to why the New Day are stars and head and shoulders above a lot of others. Remember the opening scene of SmackDown last night mm-hmm. with all of the, the, the entire roster on the stage yes. for, the, for Shane McMahon's town hall meeting? Mm-hmm. What was every superstar doing on that stage? No, they're just standing on the stage. Couple what, of- was, what was the New Day doing? They were they were dancing, they were gyrating, they were showing off their tag belts and their champion. They were actually touching belts with one another. Yes. Touching tips. Yes, they were. 
Touching the tips of the belts. Yep, they, that's what they were doing. They stood out head and shoulders above everybody else that was on that stage. They commanded the spotlight. They did not allow themselves to get lost. Yeah, you could put Randy Orton in the middle and the camera will always find Randy Orton. Yeah, you could put Charlotte out there and with the big, you know, the, the gorgeous robe she has on. They're going to find Charlotte too. But you know what the New Day did? They said, hey, spotlight. Get over here. Put it on us because we're going to do something different than everybody else. And that's what they're getting themselves over. And that's what they've been doing from day one. You would think that, okay, we're just going to go stand on the stage. The New Day didn't look at that opportunity as just standing on the stage. They said, we're going to take this tiny moment in time and we're going to make it mean something and we're going to be different than everybody else. And that stood out to me so much last night. And I agree with you. They're stars. And great point by you. And you're right. You know, they didn't find the spotlight. The spotlight found them last night. So let me ask you this. Right now, the way that the landscape is with the WWE, how we're seeing with Raw, Raw, you have Becky Lynch as one of your champions, Brock Lesnar as one of your champions, Seth Rollins being on the top in that in that in that show too. And then you look at SmackDown. SmackDown, you have Kevin Owens, you have Roman Reigns, and you have the New Day. Clearly, the New Day are the most popular wrestlers right now on SmackDown. The way that this show is right now, just using those examples, The New Day, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, could could SmackDown right now move to Fox and be successful? I think we know that, that the roster that's there could move to Fox and be successful. It's Fox's um, perception of the roster. I think we can agree that Fox most likely wants the Brock Lesners and the Ronda Rouseys of the world because they are household names. They cross over. If you've never watched wrestling before and you tune into SmackDown for the very first night that's on Fox, you might not recognize anybody there, but you're going to know who Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are. Yes. We can agree that the majority of the WWE locker room is... Very talented. There are some people who need help in the ring, some younger who who can use more reps, but the majority are very good in the ring. And I think that that crew could go on Fox right now with the right storytelling. It does. Listen, Dave, you've seen head coaches take less than great teams and turn them into a great team because of the plays that they called and designed for the team, correct? Yes. Boom, there you go. And I'm not calling the SmackDown roster less than great because they are a great roster. So with the great coach calling the plays, running the plays, telling the stories, writing the stories, yes, I think this roster can be successful. And, you you know, you talk about a head coach, Eric Bischoff, and, and, and he still really hasn't really grounded on SmackDown yet, still in the process of moving over to Connecticut and that whole deal. But he is going to be the quote-unquote head coach for SmackDown. So you're going to have Eric Bischoff at the helm. So I agree with you. But there's a lot to overcome here, Bully, because the perception is SmackDown is the B-show. Once the fall comes, is SmackDown still going to be the B-show? Raw is still... 
the franchise show, still going to be on USA, still going to be on Monday nights, but SmackDown being on Fox on Fridays, is that going to still be the B show as SmackDown has always been, right or wrong, SmackDown has always been the B show? I can only go by what history has taught us. And even in 2003-2004, when Heyman was running SmackDown and SmackDown was blowing raw out of the water it was a more entertaining show i think the rating apples to apples was just as good as raw i mean it was i mean dave agree or disagree i i, I completely agree it was a oh, it was a better show much better show it was still considered the b show right yep so all we can do from the very first day that smackdown was invented into this very moment right now no matter how great smackdown has been even if the rock was on it smackdown was always considered the b show so i think we're in a wait and see because with fox comes more eyeballs and maybe those eyeballs make it the a show I just don't know who's going to be parked in front of their TV set on a Friday night at 8 o'clock. It's a tough one. It's a tough night. But as you know, Bully, wrestling fans find wrestling. So um, I think I think it will do well. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that the New Day can be the faces of the franchise for when that move happens in October. But is Fox going to be on board with those names being enough for that move to happen? Dude, couldn't give you a legit answer. I could only give you guesswork. And in the guesswork, I'm telling you, I'm sure if you said to Fox, hey, look at the new day. Kofi Kingston is your champion. Xavier and Biggie are your tag champions. They're, they're an incredibly over unit. Mega stars, African-American stars. These are your guys. Yep. And then Fox going, yeah, but where's uh, Ronda and Brock? Yeah. You could definitely see that happen because that's how I think corporate executives would think give me the heavy hitters give me the people that the minute that they're on tv people are going to know who they are and are going to stay tuned in if you've never watched wrestling before and you see the new day on tv are you as interested as if you see brock and ronda no because you're not going to know who they are and i think that's the perspective fox will be looking at it and and let's be and let's be honest here like outside of outside of Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey, you know who are the names that are mainstream names? Charlotte and and Roman are starting to become because Charlotte did things like you know the Coca Cola, you know she the pace for the for the Coca Cola four hundred. Uh, Becky being on the cover of the ESPN magazine, yes. Seth winning the uh, you know the ESPY. Those are things that are helping to get them there. That's why I think you need your biggest names on SmackDown at least to start. Like, it doesn't have to be long-term. But at least for that fall, you need to have Brock Lesnar on that show. Because, you know, people tuning in, and you may have to, you may have to do a little bit more. You may have to bring back some returning legends as well to be a part of the show, whether it's on commentary or something, just to inch, just to get people's feet wet that maybe A, have never watched the show, or B, haven't watched the show in a while. And still be enough for the hardcore fan to tune in. Because for this move to be successful for the WWE, you need more than just a hardcore fan here.
if you want to utilize returning stars and legends like they're doing the Raw reunion next week, I've kind of seen that before. I've seen a Raw anniversary show. I've seen reunion shows. Uh, they might have not used the word reunion, but I've seen Raws. You know, we've seen a retro Raw. We've seen things like this of before, course, correct? Of course, yes. I would save the heavy artillery for that first SmackDown. If you're going to bring back these stars, like Steve Austin should be on the first uh, episode of SmackDown on Fox. Why wouldn't you want to hit with every ounce of firepower you had at your disposal? If I'm if I'm the WWE, I'm finding any way to get The Rock on that first episode of SmackDown. There you go, because the, the SmackDown is the show that the the Rock created, right? Yes, that and was, the Rock uh, named, right? Yep. So boom, there's your firepower. That's what you want, and that's what you want to be able to advertise. You know, the debut of SmackDown Live on Fox Friday night at 8 o'clock, and we're kicking off with none other than the biggest superstar in the history of the WWE and in Hollywood, The Rock. Bang. Now everybody wants to tune in. Yeah, and and I would have to think there's going to be a major microscope over that first episode of SmackDown on Fox. But... Just because you're advertising The Rock, that's bringing the eyes to the table. Now you put Roman in there with The Rock. Or now you put one of your younger talents in there with The Rock. The minute The Rock has the spotlight, you send in your your 300-day-a-year guy to share that spotlight and get the rub off The Rock. This way, everybody who's never watched wrestling before, who's seeing it for the first time on Fox, goes, Oh my God, that's The Rock, and hey, that's Roman Reigns, or hey, that's guy whatever. Yeah, you have to. You're going to have to do that. That's an important part of what's going to take place. And maybe, Bully, you start the ball rolling next Monday on the Raw reunion. You start building up those superstars because I'm sure they're going to get a monster rating for Raw on Monday. I'm sure there's going to be people tuning in that don't normally watch Monday Night Raw. That's where you kind of start the ball to roll. We're getting some of these other superstars on your roster and taking advantage of what's going to take place in that Raw reunion. You know who you – remember, remember this, this is a tiny little thing, but I just want to go back to a point I made last week. Remember I said for Bray, we have to see somebody that has never been scared before finally be scared? Mm-hmm. The Boogeyman. If you're going to have the Boogeyman at the Raw reunion – you have to have the boogeyman be absolutely terrified by Bray Wyatt. We actually we we brought up the boogeyman yesterday. Boogeyman was a big talking point when it came to Bray Wyatt. Because boogie boogeyman's interesting. Because you have the boogeyman that's the boogeyman, but you have the boogeyman that's kind of being sticky and funny and it's it's it'd be interesting to see if they pair up the boogeyman with Bray Wyatt next week. My point is, have you ever seen fear in the eyes of the boogeyman? No, just worms. Okay, you've seen worms in his mouth but never fear in his eyes. Never. I want to see him look terrified. And on commentary they said, "Oh my god, this is the first time we've ever seen the boogeyman look terrified now i get it it's the boogeyman nowhere near the level of a bray wyatt and the fiend but i think that's how you can use somebody is the boogeyman going to get a pop are people going to be interested to see him yes but as he's in the middle of the ring doing his whole stick boom the lights go out and you hit the bray wyatt stick boom abigail well i'm glad you brought and up- then and then and then bray reaches down into into his into uh boogeyman's mouth pulls out all of the worms Ugh. and puts the worms all over Boogie's face. Boogie Woogie. Boogie wo- <laughs> Boogie Man, not Boogie Woogie Jimmy Valiant, That's what I'm who saying. I don't think is going to be at Raw. You can have the Boogie Man and the Boogie Woogie Man. 
Right. It with Bray Wyatt. There you go. You can have Book the. It. I don't. I yeah. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna see the boogie woogie man. Though I am fearful of the tattoo of a bandana on a man's head. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.